We are here today with Kimberly Page, EVP and Chief Marketing Officer for BET. Kimberly, welcome to CMO Pulse. It's so great to have you. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. And on the, uh, in the lead up to such an exciting time, um, I know there was a lot of buzz in 2020 um, around your BET Awards where you really did a lot of new things um, in a virtual standpoint. What have you got cooking for, for this year's BET Awards? I hear it's actually live, live. Can you share a little bit, uh, a little bit about what's going on there? Yes, yes, it is live, live. Um, so uh, for us, the BET Award uh, is probably the best manifestation of the BET brand, what it stands for. Um, and it is by far the biggest stage platform for you know, Black culture, Black excellence, um, and really just a night for the culture to convene and celebrate and be seen. And so um, on the heels of last year in a world where you know, so many other award shows were being canceled, um, you know, with all that was happening in the world um, and our role that we play in culture, you know, we really basically said, you know, our culture is too big to be canceled. And so we um, kind of threw the gauntlet out last year and and had the virtual award show. And quite honestly, the feedback was um, so, so incredibly positive and by far um, really a lot of conversations around how we just really set the standard for what, you know, virtual, like the virtual award space and virtual kind of content and production could look like. So incredibly proud moment for the brand. Um, we used it again as, as, a, as a way to really kind of discuss all of the things that were happening in culture. And I, and I, I really do believe that it, it really connected and helped kind of advance, um, you know, a lot of the things that we talk about daily. And that is, you know, why we exist as, as an organization, as a brand. And that is, you know, you know, this, the spirit of to advance, you know, black love, joy, pride and power. And if you think about that show, uh, I think it did all of that and then some. Uh, so fast forward, uh, we are, you know, roughly almost two weeks out uh, from the June 27th um, BET Awards um, in, in um, Los Angeles. And as you mentioned, yes, it will be live. Um, so, it's, you know, um, a lot of um, excitement and energy. Uh, clearly, we, we're following you know, very, very strict kind of guidelines and, and protocol. But, you know, the fact that, you know, we continue to kind of be the first <laughs> in terms of um, at this level and, and you know, for the BET Awards and having that live is, is truly going to be a moment. And, you know, we truly believe in, in our marketing the show as, you know, culture's biggest night because it really is. And so um, being able to get back to, um, to, uh, to a live uh, award show and the talent is so excited and it's just gonna you know um you know connie orlando who is our evp over um tent poles and specials and and all of our music content um just year over year just kind of blows everyone away and so she's very excited about the show and the talent is equally excited and so uh yeah it's going to be a big night a big night for us and for um you know the culture and the community there's been a lot of talk, I think, around award shows in general, um, you know, how they stay close to what's happening in culture to sort of be relevant. Can you speak a little bit about your approach with the BET Awards and how, you know, you've adjusted or perhaps thought differently about the awards, you know, given the last year or 18 months that, that we've had as a, as a community and, and globally? Yeah, absolutely. And I think you you saw that even in last year's uh, award, um, 
really, you know, being intentional around the context of what's happening in the world today, right? So, you know, um, yes, you're going to still get these big, you know, big entertain, you know, entertainment and, you know, moments, if you will, by way of talent, because that, that is such a part of our culture. But at the same time, you know, really using um, this this global stage to kind of talk about you know the things that are of, of concern for our community, right? So whether it's you know uh, pride or whether it's you know again talking about um, you know the the things that are you know at the forefront of I think everyone, and that is just this 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 the spirit and intent of you know building um, and creating an equal and just world. Um, so I think for us it's. Uh, yes, entertainment is a, is a big piece of it, but, you know, it's always been rooted in, um, you know, uh, you know, you know, moments of black excellence and celebrating those and, 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 you know, really identifying people who are doing amazing and much needed things in the community. And so, you know, we're not shying away from, from that at all. Um, but we do know that it's all a part of our culture. And, and, and I think we, 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 you know, tend to try to really do a great job and, and using um, this, this, this moment in time to, to kind of really bring a lot of those things to the forefront. Um, and, you know, without question um, beyond some of the amazing, surprising talent and some of the collaborations that you'll see, you know, for me, it's sometimes just the speeches. I think there's such a, um, there's such a, um, I think, um, a, a comfort when we convene as, as a community. Um, and I just remember, you know, you know, vividly over the last couple of years, whether it was, you know, Tyler Perry talking about, you know, the launching of his, his studio and, and what that meant um, on, you know, to have the, the largest studio on, on, on prior kind of Confederate uh, military base to, you know, Jesse Williams talking about, you know, the spirit and the power of who we are and how we have to um, cons consistently kind of you know, continue to push to be our best selves, but also kind of challenging all others to 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 really um, you know look at us in, in the fullness of who we are and how we show up. And so you know you know all of those moments always happen at the BET Awards. Um, you know, I literally kind of get chills kind of thinking about it. But um, I think we can expect um, that and in, in, in then some. Well, and there's that's on the horizon and that's something new and you know you'll be the first to be embracing or re-embracing rather that live experience um, you also have you know a lot of firsts happening you have a new visual identity that I know is in the works as well as I'm um, having just re-entered the unscripted space can you talk a little bit about you know there's just a lot of change there are a lot of launches there are a lot of big things happening um, what are you excited about um, and what are you sort of really focused on um, right now as, as a CMO? Yeah, so um, a great question. I think, you know, um, part of my why of joining BT was, you know, really this, this notion that we've always had kind of this dual, dual mission, right? So yes, it's always been about, you know, great content and, and you know, experiences. Uh, but the second piece has always been about changing outcomes for our community. And as I think about the, the um, you know, uh, and those things are both equally powerful if you think about kind of, um, you know, uh, the world that we live in today. So I'm excited that we're really being intentional and leaning into both of those, you know, pieces of, of our why, if you will. Um, we know that whether it's, you know, COVID and, you know, um, you know helping to, uh, you know, raise funds to now really helping to um, bring the, 
the, the facts and educate our community on, you know, the vaccine. And, and so, you know, for us, it's not just about, you know, shows, if you will, but also really, um, really being that voice and, and providing information to our community. And so I'm excited that we're really leaning in on that, quite honestly. And I think that is really one of the reasons uh, why, you know, 2020 was such a high performing year for the network. I mean, if you think about within this context of probably one of the most dynamic, the most competitive content, you know, marketplaces that, that you know, that has, you know, ever existed, uh, the fact that we remain number one. Um, you know, we don't take that for granted um, and definitely take our responsibility and obligation very seriously um, as we think about our audience and our community. So I'm excited about that. Um, at the end of the day, yes, it's about shows and compelling content, but, you know, there's there's so much power to the BET brand, if you will, as an icon and what it has stood for. Um, and so, you know, to really connect to um, the things that we are working on, to your point around a lot of change, um, you know, so I came in on, as, as we were entering our 40th anniversary, um, and you just have to think about all of the hands and um, that have kind of touched this icon over the years, right? You know, whether it's the people that have walked the halls at BET, it's very, you know, I, you know, it's so funny because at some point, um, and I started my career at PNG, and so you always kind of, you, you always kind of know, you know, kind of that PNG world, but, um, you know, when I think about, about, you know, all of the even just black executives that have walked the halls of BET and the power of this brand to um, the entertainers that we've launched, uh, whether it was, you know, um, you know, first giving them their national stage, Cardi B and all, all the stars that we know today. Um, it's very difficult to identify one that did not make their break on a BET stage. Um, so, you know, as we were thinking about, you know, and definitely um, coming in saying, how do we continue to stand this brand up such that it is very relevant, you know, for the next 40 years and beyond. Um, and so there's been a lot of, you know, business decisions that we've made and in, in industries and sectors that we've entered into. Um, as well as, you know, I always kind of look at it as, as an opportunity to kind of reimagine if, if we're really trying to drive, you know, kind of transformative growth uh, for the network. And we know the importance of you've got to just stay, you've got to constantly be in this kind of reinvention mode. And I think the, the thread that we're trying to, the needle that we're trying to thread by way of that is, let's, how do we, you know, kind of stay connected to the legacy and heritage, but yet also kind of really understand what needs to be true as we think about the future of BET. Um, so yes, we have just, um, redesigned our, our brand logo and our entire visual identity ecosystem. I'm super, super excited about it. Um, the work is amazing. Um, and I think it will immediately signal to, um, to people when they see it that, you know, this is the BET of the future, um, that it is not just about a linear network, uh, but it is about a master brand and a master brand that um, is rooted and connected to culture, uh, a master brand that has um, various, various, um, you know, business verticals. Um, if you think about, you know, the support of our streaming platform, BET Plus, that is doing incredibly well to um, the launch of BET Studios that we announced a couple of uh, months ago. Um, so we are being intentional about um, really standing up this, this, you know, the organization for the future, um, knowing that, you know, you know, content consumption behaviors have, you know, shifted dramatically and and we we want to be a part of that shift and, and, and in some ways lead that shift um, so there's a lot of excitement happening 
in terms of really thinking about, you know, um, those ways to unlock growth uh, for, 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 you know, the brand. Um, so, you know, a lot to come uh, in terms of some um, new business opportunities that we're looking into as we continue to build, you know, a bridge to the future. Linear continues to be a very, very big piece of our business, but we know that that is, you know, um, shifting uh, to streaming and, you know, digital continues to, to be, you know, super, super important in terms of our audience. And so um, just being intentional about how the entire ecosystem works together, right? How do we think about where consumers are in their journey um, in terms of wanting to consume content and really ensuring that we are standing up our various platforms to to try to drive, you know, um, and and be able to deliver against some of those needs. So, um, the visual identity system, um, you know, I I often, you know, as a marketer, always talk about. Um, you, you know when brands have kind of really kind of reached a level of relevancy and and and, and kind of awareness and, and saliency when they are willing to give the brand over. And and this this new visual identity system really seeks to. Um, uh, one, uh, be even more inclusive and inviting, um, whether it, that's to, you know, um, creatives out in the marketplace, to um, our amazing talent on uh, currently across, um, you know, that, that we partner with. Um, so I'm super excited about it. I think um, it, you know, it, it, make, it made a couple of people very uncomfortable, uh, but we all know that, um, you know, unless you're, you're kind of pushing and, and kind of creating, you know, um, uh, making people feel uncomfortable, you're probably not pushing enough. And so, you know, um, the the we started off with a really big ambition, um, you know, and 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 really just quite honestly netted out to, you know, we're going to go big or stay home. So um, we're excited about launching that at the end of the month, and then all of the work that's going to go around, kind of really. Um, delivering against what I said, and that is, it's a fluid system that really allows uh, real participation in the brand um, in a meaningful way. Um, and so um, it's exciting. I think it really rings true to one of my principles about marketing. And that is, you know, I often and, and um, you know, I've talked about this a lot, but, you know, I, I generally don't use the word target when people say, well, who are you targeting? I, I, I that's not, um, you know, and that's been probably uh, for me for the last 15 years. I think targeting, if you think about the notion of when you target someone, you know, you're kind of, that person is in kind of your crosshairs, right? Right. Um, it feels, it feels a friendly, bit, right? It's yeah, very it, it feels, aggressive. It feels a bit predatory to me and it feels a yeah. bit like, uh, you know, um, so we, you know, I, you know, I don't really talk about the, the notion of target. What I do talk about is, you know, what is that sincere invitation that we're giving to people to invite them to be a part of the, the brand and, and, and quite honestly participate in the brand in a meaningful way. And I think, um, the Viz ID is, is a great, um, piece to that, um, you know, and I think, you know, it, you know, the other piece that, you know, for me as a, as a, um, you know, person who's been, you know, kind of marketing and building brands, um, you know, most of my career and is that it's really rooted in a principle that, you know, I kind of call it marketing with a big M, you know, if, if the work is meaningful, if it matters, it'll move the metrics. Right. And so let's focus on doing the meaningful work that matters. And then I, you know, and, and it's, it's proven out, right. And that the results will come. And I think, you know, uh, consumers are just looking for that. They're really looking for authentic brands that can connect and 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 really, um, you know, advance the things that they care about. And I think, you know, um, 
you know, there's, there's a number of brands out there that, you know, do that in spades. And I think that, you know, um, BT definitely has, you know, a right and a license and, and we're going to lean in on that even more as we think about, you know, the future um, of the brand. Yeah. And, and what great timing. It's always been important to the consumer, but I feel like at least in the last 12 to 18 months, that's become so obvious and it's oh just God. really you know, become something that isn't optional anymore. So it sounds like a great time to think about that. And you give the dichotomy of going big or staying at home. I guess you had to stay home and go big. So. <laughs> that is so true. I love that. Yes. I mean, honestly, you know, I just, I think I look back uh, again, just on the heels of a, such a successful year for, um, for the, the brand and, you know, the, just the work that the, um, the endless amount of energy. And, and as I mentioned, just, I, I was just amazed at, um, the way that, you know, the team showed up every day. I mean, we, it, it really, you know, it, it felt very personal for us. And I often say, you know, I hate when businesses say, you know, as business is not personal. No, I actually think great business is personal. And I think, you know, we felt, we felt again, a personal responsibility, um, uh, to, to our community during that time. And I think, you know, to your point, um, it's, it's, it's not a choice. Brands are, they can no longer sit on the fence. And I think I, I, I'm, I'm so supportive of consumers and, and definitely, as we know, our younger audience who that's how they're choosing and filtering the brands that they choose to participate and let alone covet, you know, it, it, those brands have to stand up, um, well above and beyond their functional reason for being. It's like, no, what, what do you what do you stand for and how do you support the things that I, as a consumer and, and uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, constituent of your your brand, um, you know, that that's important to me. And so I, I, I fully support it. And I and I and I love that notion, because I think it's, it's so beyond action, you know, words is now about actions. And I think, you know, our um, our consumers are holding these brands and companies accountable. And I think that's, that's, that's really, really a good thing. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's one of the things that I really hope persists beyond the pandemic in the rush to get back to whatever is next. It is really something that, that I believe will come. Like, I don't think that's a consciousness that you can revert back from. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this is obviously something, so you talk about this in the context of BT, but this is obviously something that you also personally, as Kimberly Page, feel very passionately about. What what are the things that you hope personally that you'll be able to convey to the BET community using this important platform, um, you know, as the world starts to get back and as we get back to whatever is next? Like, what are your hopes for the community and, and what are you really hoping will come through? Yeah, I, you know, I would say that, um, you know, at, at, a, at a just a basic human level, you know, my hope is that we'll continue to have the conversations, the hard conversations about what's needed um, to be true as we try to, you know, function and, and participate and be a part of a, you know, a fair and just world, quite honestly. And I think through some of the content that we've launched and some of the conversations that we've tried to fuel, um, you know, conversations of the first, right? You, you, you can't have, you know, you can't affect change if you're not really willing to have some of those difficult conversations. And so, you know, my hope is that the conversations will lead to actions and actions will lead to ultimate, you know, kind of, you know, change and behavior. 
And I think, you know, for, for me, incredibly excited about, you know, the platform that we've launched uh, called Content for Change. Um, and, you know, it's, it's really simple. I think, you know, as we're, as we're thinking about, you know, um, all of the things that, you know, um, people are exposed to, you know, day in and day out, and we all know we're consuming even, you know, record levels of content that the media industry in some ways has played, you know, a, a big role in advancing racism, um, you know, quite honestly, uh, by, you know, the, the stories we choose to tell and not tell, the images that we choose to show and not show. And, you know, it is my hope that with this platform, you know, even us, you know, BT being a, you know, we, we super serve the black audience, um, really saying that we wanna even be more intentional about um, uh, developing content that really seeks to um, uh, really share and, you know, support the fullness of who we are. You know, we often say there's, you know, there's, there's definitely more than one way to be black. And so we want to try to ensure that even what we're putting out in the world um, is, is really rooted in that notion. Um, and so we've launched um, several new shows that really seek to address that. Um, whether it's, you know, we've, we've got a show called, you know, um, two new shows, one's called Boiling Point, and one is called Disrupt and Dismantle. Uh, but it really is about deep dive, you know, investigative, you know, reporting and conversations, not on the things that are happening, but really trying to unpack, like, how did we get here, you know, and, and then once you can figure that, like the why of the what, then I think you're more in a better position to then kind of recommend different actions to ensure that, there's real change. And so I'm super, super excited and hope that our community sees that beyond, you know, just kind of, you know, us putting content out for the sake of content, but really a real desire to, um, to really start to broaden, um, you know, the spectrum in terms of the stories. Um, the, the beauty of that platform, quite honestly, um, because, you know, we serve our audience every day. So it's almost like, you know, are we preaching to the choir, right? But the beauty of that is that, you know, that platform has now been adopted by Viacom CBS as a whole organization. And so now you're talking about the scale of this um, strategic platform and approach. And that to me is what is, is really exciting to be a part of the Viacom CBS system in that it allows us to, so it's not just BET, but it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, CBS and it's Paramount and it's, you know, Comedy Central and it's, you know, MTV, VH1, Nickelodeon. I mean, it's all of now, all of these networks, um, you know, coming together under, you know, um, the organization that can now advance this. And so I'm, I'm super excited and hopeful that, um, that we will ultimately, um, you know, really quite honestly impact the entire industry, if you will, um, to be able to be as intentional about, um, you know, ensuring that whether it's, you know, our community or the Asian community as a whole, like that every, every, um, every attempt is made to tell a variety of different stories um, and, and really kind of have, you know, real conversations. And, you know, what's interesting about it is that I think that there's this, you know, belief that um, in order to do that, you've got to be hard hitting in news or, you know, the content can't be entertaining. No, you can have amazing stories. You can have amazing content that seeks to, you know, um, expose, you know, uh, audiences to other cultures and community um, in a way. And so that's my hope. That's one of my hopes for sure. 
I think the other hope is, you know, as as we're continuing to do this, um, you know, we've been, you know, um, thinking about kind of, again, as I mentioned, kind of really being intentional about kind of our long range planning, looking at um, some potential ways to kind of continue to grow and, and various business verticals. And, you know, one of the points, um, you know, that, you know, was very, again, a part of my why of joining the organization is like, you know, you can, you can no longer just say that, you know, we produce black content. Well, because guess what? Everybody produces black content now. You know, everybody's caught up. Everybody knows, you know, and I kind of say this, everybody's chasing black. Um, and, you know, you know, but the, but the, but the opportunity I would say is, you know, um, oftentimes what you see is, you know, um, and what we talk about is, you know, you know, you may want our rhythm, but you don't want our blues. And, and you can't have one or the other, right? You've got to, if you're going to be, if you're going to try to, you know, engage this audience, it can't, it has to go beyond the, sur you know, um, the surface and it has to become kind of, you know, a meaningful dialogue. So it's my hope that, um, you know, every other, you know, whether it's a network or an emerging digital platform that seeks to, you know, bring in and, and, and um, invite the, the Black audience to their platforms that, they are as equally in, intentional about, you know, really understanding the, the fullness and, and really, um, you know, you know, putting dollars uh, behind, um, you know, kind of um, real, real opportunities around just the, again, the, the, the causes and concerns and celebrations even, you know, in terms of this audience. Um, so, um, so much more to do, but, you know, uh, again, I think to your earlier point, um, I don't think it's a moment. I, I, I do think it is a, a movement that has now transitioned to, you know, kind of a way of being. And, I, and I'm, I'm hopeful that the audience holds all of us to the fire and, and does not let us go back. I, I particularly love what you said about not wanting to make that divide between, oh, well, hard hitting news covers these issues, but entertainment, it's, it's almost as if not having it be present as a part of entertainment is is perpetuating the problem right so then Absolutely. it's like not you know when you want to relax gosh it's not going to be there but oh if you want to go out and seek it in the news it's sort of like forcing a kid to eat his or her vegetables <laughs> right you know and you're like no it's got to be right there in the thing right. that you want to right. eat yeah <laughs> yeah and well that's the power of storytelling right is that you know you can have um, these amazing stories where you're laughing out loud and there's a lesson after the laughter, right? And I think um, to me, that's, that, that separates the, um, you know, the great storytellers um, from, from the not so great storytellers. And, you know, uh, we have a, a very uh, interesting and exciting show um, uh, that we're launching on our BET Plus platform uh, with, in partnership with um, Lee Daniels, who is, you know, just by far one of the best storytellers in in, in the industry, um, and it's 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 a you know we call it a, it's a grown ass comedy. It, it is it is real. It is raw, and um, you know, but you know, um, by partnering with. Um, uh, Miss Pat, who is a comedian, she's literally on tour now with her standup. Um, you know, you at its face, you're like, oh my god, you know, it's kind of one of those like clutching the pearl moments, but. After you, I often find that that great comedians, there's always so much truth to what they're saying. And so, um, you know, we've been talking about, you know, we're we're going to get we're going to get a lot of, you know, going back to this point around, you know, you're probably not pushing the needle if you're not if you're not uncomfortable. Um, we we're, we're bracing ourselves to have, you know, that that we know we're going to get a lot of comments uh, around the Miss the Miss Pat show. But at the same time, I think if people are um, 
patient and and um, and really get and understand the power of the storytelling and the situations and even some of the comments that are made, um, they'll see that there's real intent there. Um, and, and I always think it's powerful when there's a, there's a lesson after the laughter. What is the role of social media for you, both in terms of learning about your community and staying in touch, but also from a communications and, and perhaps new audience reach standpoint? Yeah, absolutely. You say, I guess, invitations, which I really... Yeah, <laughs> reach is good, reach is good. Um, yeah, well, I mean, you know, social. I mean, I think for us, we go, you know, the intent and how, you know, we're trying to think about social is, excuse me, is this notion of going beyond reach to real engagement. And um, I think... Um, Social allows us to have conversations and, and real engagement, um, again, outside of content titles, if you will, or outside of shows. Uh, but it really is uh, kind of a, a platform that we use to, uh, you know, obviously promote our content, but at the same time, uh, be a part of conversations in the, in the in, you know, within our community and culture. And so social is incredibly important. And I think, you know, um, we are, you know, we're growing in that platform, still a lot of runway for growth uh, for us as, as an organization. Uh, but I think, again, it just is, it, it, it's, it's exciting uh, because it is one of those things, like you never know what's going to happen on those platforms. And that's why I think you always have to, you know, be rooted in the values and the DNA of, of, of the brand. Um, but at the same time, you know, again, have a, a POV and, uh, you know, be willing to take, you know, some of the hard hits if, if again, it is on brand and is authentic and it's, it's, it's um, rooted in um, something that, you know, we fundamentally believe in. It's not just about, you know, um, you know, advertising uh, anymore. And I think, you know, again, you, you don't get that real engagement until you um, are really leaning into to, uh, what that platform provides. And so I'm super excited about the future of our social and digital um, platforms. I think we've got some, you know, unique, uh, a lot of award-winning original digital programming that uh, a lot, uh, we don't really talk a lot about, we, um, but we're going to really start to lean in on that a little bit more. Uh, we've, we've also used um, uh, digital as a way of kind of, you know, um, you know, incubating shows before they go to like the big screen. And so I think there's just a lot of upside and value to that. Um, um, so, you know, expect to see more from us in, 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 in that in that area for sure. Yeah, I know one of the things that has always stood out, but perhaps most recent, you know, most notably in the last year was just how um, different shows of yours on social have very different voices on different platforms so there's a real um intentional like mm -hmm. there's a real intent to how you go about it and it's, it is very different it does just makes a huge difference to audiences yeah yeah and I think you know we are you know fortunate enough uh, again we are launching kind of a record level of content um, at the network and so like the ability to figure out like those various you know from an audience segmentation again going back there's more than one way to be black all black people you know they may not like this content but they may not, they may like that content but really being intentional about you know, again, um, the various need states uh, of which we're kind of tapping into and, and what, what are the needs of the audience and how do we start to stand up, um, whether it's, you know, content or, or again, you know, experiences, our BET Live business can't wait to get that, you know, kind of back up and running uh, when the world is safe and reopens. But, um, 
just really being to your point, intentional about that, because I do think that the various platforms allow for different conversations um, to be to be had with our audience. And so, um, again, I think that uh, there's a um, uh, real, real, real kind of uh, a long runway in, in terms of continuing to fuel a lot of those kind of conversations. What is the role of uh, data and insights as you're considering programming and continuing to learn about your audience? Yeah, so I'm, you know, as, as we all know, marketing is is the combination of art and science. So I am, you know, very, very creative, but I, I love data as well. Um, I think, you know, for me, uh, especially kind of being um, so long in the industry, um, you know, there's an innate understanding and, and love of consumers. And so I don't, often always need the data, but I, I do think um, data has a very, very important role. And that is, you know, um, it really kind of allows us again to, um, to kind of thread that needle in a way that I think really positions whatever we're doing to be, um, you know, increasing the, the probability of being su successful, right? I think, you know, we want to be uh, rooted in insights. We want to be rooted in data. And I think it's the combination um, that allows us to, um, you know, as I think about how we have gotten smarter over the last year, um, I often say, you know, we're likely not going to outspend our competition, but we will outsmart them. Um, and so that was a huge, huge, um, I think, um, um, pleasant, pleasant surprise to me joining the organization. The analytics um, are deep. Did I freeze? The analytics are deep, um, and and we're really using it just to become a little bit more precise. And as you know, um, with digital as well as our streaming platform, that's that's a lot of performance marketing. So there's a lot of um, you know below the funnel um, spin that we're doing in terms of really trying to convert um, you know uh, potential uh, viewers to to subscribe. And so it's really heavily rooted in, in the data. Uh, we know that if someone has entered, um, you know, and, and started to subscribe to BET Plus, you know, if they're watching this show, you know, we're using the data to try to, you know, um, serve up, you know, like-minded content. We're using the data to try to figure out, is there a point where they start to really consider, do I keep my subscription? You know, do I renew it for the next year? We know, we, we, we now have a baseline understanding of when, when are those moments of truth where, you know, kind of they're trying to decide and, and, and we're serving, you know, up content and additional, um, you know, kind of messaging to them. And so we're being incredibly smart. And I think, again, you know, two, two years in, uh, BT Plus, um, you know, significantly tracking above our forecast. Um, super, super excited about um, all of the new content that's coming to to the platform. As you know, streaming is it's a bit of a tonnage play. You got to constantly kind of you know um, be able to serve up original, exclusive content because every month there's a consideration: Do I renew this? Do I renew this? And so there's um, you know so so really being using data to figure out what's really sticking on the platform and then how do we then try to provide more in that space or in that segment. Um, but also, you know, using it to, you know, manage the churn because we know, you know, again, there, there are people who come in, uh, whether it's through a trial basis and, you know, at that three month. Um, but I think we're now, you know, uh, again, after two years, I'm starting to really get smart and um, those the 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 churn numbers have dropped significantly and in month over month we really have a strong pipeline of subscribers and so I think that is really rooted in um, the amazing 
um, you know, acquisitions that we that we're making, but also the amazing kind of, um, you know, people who are the experts in programming, knowing what to, um, you know, uh, what the real kind of wins are by way of this show versus that show. And, um, you know, very, very smart GM on that business. Um, so super excited about the future of that. But there's a big, big role for data. And I think um, you just have to know how to use it. I, I don't like to use data as a, as a means of, you know, when people say, oh yeah, big data is like, well, what does that really mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't need all data, but I need the most important data. Um, and so I think just trying to be super smart about that. And I think um, to that point, um, using that data, because ultimately, as we think about, you know, all the different, you know, business units under the, the, the master brand of BET, um, part of our superpower and our, our real point of um, differentiation, quite honestly, is the fact that we do have multi-platforms. So the linear side of the business, the streaming side of the business, digital, and now we're being very smart and intentional around, you know, how do we think about whether it's cross promotion, whether we, you know, how do we think about, you know, content sharing, one of those kind of windows that makes sense for content to leave, you know, the plus pla um, the streaming platform to come to the linear, because you don't want to, you know, um, you know, kind of denigrate that value proposition, right? And so uh, for us, it allows us, the data is allowing us to figure out where the duplication is um, such that, you know, our efforts are being accretive. We don't want to cannibalize the business and we definitely don't want to cannibalize plus given um, the, the growth trajectory that it's on and the fact that that's just kind of where the not even the future, that is the now of, of content. So um, that's a, that's been a critical role for data. Um, and, and I think we're gonna continue to lean in on that, uh, but not in a way that's going to um, take away kind of, you know, the big bold creative decisions that we need to make. I think that's, that's again, kind of that, um, um, the dual uh, arenas that, you know, marketers sit in, you know, it's like how to use the data to be smart and precise, uh, but also at the, you know, at some time you have to say, you know what, I, I, this is, this is what we're going to do. <laughs> and, and it's because you really, really do understand, um, you know, uh, where consumers are going and, and trying to get a front in front of it such that you're not, um, you know, behind the, behind the next wave or, um, but using data to, to give you a little bit of a heads up and in, in the ability to look around corners is, um, is, is I think the real power of data. I think, yes, it's nice to use it to do your review analysis of what worked and didn't work. And we obviously any, any strong organization is a learning organization, but um, I, I like to use the data to talk about what's next in the future. So, um, so continuing to kind of lean in on that and, and quite honestly, getting, getting um, you know, the team and, and building that kind of marketing muscle um, at the organization to, to um, come to the table with, I love big ideas. Um, and I'm always, you know, challenging myself and the team, you know, not big enough, go back, you know, what's, what's the big idea. Um, and it's, so it's, it, it's, it's um, really amazing to see, um, even within the last year and a half, how the team has really started to lean into that. And it's like, you know, just, just the approach. So I'm super excited. I, I truly um, am really equally excited about uh, building capabilities of our team and really kind of um, team kind of that next pipeline of talent um, as we think about, you know, kind of um, uh, within the marketing uh, function. So um, it's, all, it's all good stuff, hard stuff. Um, sometimes draining, you know, very tiring stuff, but, you know, each morning, you know, I kind of wake up energized and, and to your point, um, stayed home, but stayed big <laughs> in the sense of like the big idea. So, um, all uh, just more, more exciting things to come, um, from, from the brand. 
I love that. When you uh, reflect back over your career, and so you started early in P&G, you've been with Coca-Cola, you've sort of really done the rounds on the brand marketing side and now at BET. Can you talk a little bit about what the most influential decision has been for you throughout your career? Sure, absolutely. That's an easy one. Um, one uh, was joining P&G, deciding to join P&G. Um, you know, all these years later, I still le- lean on some of those basic fundamentals um, that I think, you know, P&G provides in terms of the, the, the power of building a brand. Um, how do you think about, um, you know, the, 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 what it means to, to build a brand that has is, you know, kind of equity and, and, and all of the hard choices that you have to make both in the, in the short term and long term. And I think those are just some basic principles around business, quite honestly. And so I think, you know, that was a very, very big decision. Um, you know, I think, you know, the second one was, you know, pivoting. I, 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 you know, after 17 years in the beverage industry, deci- deciding to go to beauty um, was a huge, <laughs> was a huge pivot. Um, and, you know, I, you know, I always, I just take on the belief that, you know, I'm always where I'm supposed to be, you know, even in, in those situations where, you know, um, I went for this reason and, and that, you know, didn't prove to be true, you know, the, the lessons for me, um, um, have just really allowed me just to continue to grow personally and professionally. Um, but that was a, that was a really strong pivot just by way of, um, you know, right before I left Coke, I was, um, you know, leading marketing for our ventures and emerging brands business, uh, which was, you know, an amazing, amazing group at, at the, at the organization that was really tasked with, you know, figuring out where the beverage landscape was going. And, and as a result of that, you know, um, naturally had a health and wellness lean um, into it. And so it allowed me to really um, kind of play part futurist again, kind of looking around corners. You know, I, I laugh when I talk about this at that time, we were, we, were, we were saying, you know, we were doing a lot kind of white space kind of assessment around where we're going to be those big kind of growth areas. And we were, you know, we were saying, you know, people are going to want salad in a bottle. We didn't even know what it was called. Like we, we just said, you know, people are going to want, to want their salad in a bottle. And we started talking about all these amazing ingredients, turmeric and all. I and mean, this was years ago, you know, so to see kind of where we've all kind of um, shifted in kind of consumption is huge. But what that, you know, kind of how that positioned me for beauty was, you know, there, there was a, there was a, um, a very, um, you know, entrepreneurial kind of lean in on that, right? We were looking at these emerging, you know, brands that were doing these, you know, really amazing things. And we're like, how do they do that? You know, and so the notion of trying to understand what iconic brands do and how to become, you know, multi-billion dollar brands, but all the lessons that were learned from watching these small players into the marketplace um, totally disrupt the model. Um, you know, entered the beauty business that was going through its whole disruption as well. You know, these founders that were launching every other week and, and really having to understand, um, you know, what do brands need when they need it, understanding their phase of development. Um, when do you go full bright by way of distribution versus keeping it very small and incubating it? And, and how do you kind of really, again, kind of bring the audience to the story of these brands? That's when the whole notion of founder-led brands became really, really important. 
And so, you know, there've been a number of pivots and, and then obviously, you know, this last one, I've always, you know, managed big media buys and budgets and I've always been a, a client of, of Viacom CBS and BET over the years of my career. So to now sit on this side of the table, which, you know, our president of sales, um, Lewis Carr, always reminds me of how demanding I was as a client. <laughs> and, and, and now he's like, remember, Kim, when you used to ask for all of those things now, you know, now you know kind of what, what, what we had to go through to, in order to deliver against it. But I think it has allowed um, me to uh, come in and really kind of think, you know, um, you know, strategically around, you know, what needs to be true as we seek to um, you know, not just, you know, you know, spots and dots, but really kind of pr provide branded solutions for our clients and sponsors. And so, um, and that's, that's a lot of that CPG training, um, quite honestly, but it's, it's, it's an exciting time to be in the space. Um, definitely just again, um, you know, the power of content, the power and, you know, which was always the case in, in the brand world as well, you know, as well. And so um, this has been uh, a huge pivot and um, uh, a decision that was made to enter the media and entertainment space. And, it, and it's been great. I've, I've had, you know, um, nothing but excitement. It's been a, a crazy ride the last two years to come into, you know, the media um, industry doing uh, this time in our history you know, there wasn't ever a morning you woke up, you're like, okay, you know, it was, there was just so much happening as, as we all know in the last, you know, 15 to 18 months. And, and, you know, every day you just never knew, but you just had to kind of buckle up and, and, and just stay laser focused on, on our consumers and viewers and, and, and really push for, you know, the right things. And so um, again, it's been a huge, huge, um, exciting ride thus far. And if you could go back to yourself at the start of your career and offer one bit of advice that you know now, what would that piece of advice be? You know, I would, you know, it sounds so cliche, but I think I would say, you know, um, I said one thing. I, I think I would say two things. I would say, um, you know, just be who you are. I mean, I think, you know, oftentimes, especially when I was entering the executive business arena, you felt like there was this prototype of who you had to be and how you had to show up. Um, and, you know, there was always this, this dance a little bit when people say, oh yeah, bring your whole stuff to work, you know? Um, but I will, and, and it is definitely kind of my, my testimony in that um, it wasn't until I really understood that and started to do it um, and, and day in and day out that my career kind of took off quite honestly. Um, and it was just this notion of uh, that connects to my second point in that um, I would say, you know, not only are you ready, you're probably, you know, overqualified. Um, so don't doubt yourself, right? I think, you know, you know, um, oftentimes being, you know, the only, you know, uh, woman of color in the room, I think we, we go through, you know, um, that and and probably 15 years ago, I just said, you know what, I you know I'm here because I have value and I have an opinion, and um, I think it was really when I leaned into that notion um, because the only thing you know I know for certain is my experience is my experience, and no one can say it's not my experience. And so just bringing that that perspective to the table, um, oftentimes it was the smallest of comments, but but really just provided the nuance that I think all great marketing understands and gets. Um, and so really leaning into that, having a point of view, um, I think um, 
was, was again, just, you know, immediately started to kind of change not only kind of my value that I was bringing, but also um, really starting to help advance the business. And so I think that um, that would be my one thing is to, you know, show up and, you know, use your voice um, and, and, and don't doubt that because ideally if you're in the room, you're probably, um, you know, one, have a lot to bring and two, probably overqualify than a lot of people. And I, I say that for the most sincere plays, um, but I think, you know, um, definitely as women, um, you know, we, you know, we, we just have a different way in terms of kind of leadership and there's a high emotional intelligence that I think women have. And I think that, you know, strong organizations today are really, um, um, you know, they're surviving and thriving because of, of, of the way the way that we think about and assess things, but also, you know, the ability to make, you know, decisions and, and multitask and all those things, right? And so I would say just kind of, you know, um, use your voice and, and know that once you're at the table that, you know, um, you have, you, you, you absolutely belong. I love that. Um, any last things to share about what you're most excited about looking into the future or sort of what's, what's next for you? What's, what's the next big mountain to climb? Yeah. You know, I think, um, I often go from, you know, there's often this kind of constant momentum and movement. And I was laughing with someone. I, I said, I think um, Kim stands for keep it moving. Um, and, you know, I, and honestly, it's just, it's just been my way of being. And quite honestly, I think what I'm excited about is um, getting to a pace and cadence that um, is very choiceful and um, allows me to be in the moment a bit more, um, if that makes sense. And I think, um, you know, really leaning into uh, the shift that I try to encourage, and that is, you know, how do you go from activity to real impact? And so at this point in my career, I am incredibly focused, um, like uh, have a relentless focus, as a matter of fact, to, to doing impactful work. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, so those, those are the things that really matter to me and, and, and is rooted in, um, the things that I can look back on, you know, uh, whether it's five or 10 years from now and say, you know, that's work that, that, you know, I helped to advance and that's work that, you know, um, is a point of pride for me. Um, and so that's where I am, you know, right now in my career, it's like, I'm, I'm super intentional if it, if it, if it's not meaning, meaningful, uh, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. And so it's not going to get my, my attention personally and, and professionally. Um, and there's, there's a real um, liberation that comes from that, you know, in the sense of not, not feeling like you've got to, you know, do, do 10 things, but, you know, I'm perfectly fine with doing one to two things incredibly well. And I think, um, you know, in, in definitely in the business arena where, you know, resources are, you know, finite you, you just got to be choiceful um so it's it's you know let's not try to boil the ocean let's really figure out what's going to be material to the business and material in you know um to our community and, and focus on that so that's how i would sum up where i am um today and 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 um what kind of uh continues to kind of fuel me um both by way of energy and kind of just passion and purpose well, that's fun. So you have keep it moving, Kim. <laughs> authority that you're also sometimes called Kim Possible. So there's just a lot of things you can do with your name. <laughs> that is so true. Okay, so you you got you got some intel. Uh, but yeah, I you know I I love I lo I love that, and I love um, sitting down with especially the young people on the team. And I said, you know, don't say what we're doing. Let's let's say what could be possible. Like 
And and then it's like, well, what do you want to do? And it's like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, it wasn't a trick question. Like, what do you want to do? <laughs> like, and now what needs to be true to make it possible? And it's like, oh, okay. You know, so um, I get a lot of energy out of that. And I think um, the notion of looking about, you know, as I was mentioning, using data to think about what's next um, is kind of rooted just a personal passion and, and has always been kind of, um, um, I think, uh, just, a, just a way to kind of keep it all fun and exciting. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining. Oh, it was great. so great thank to have you this for the invitation. I have Absolutely. thoroughly enjoyed it. And best of luck with going live, live, and with all <laughs> of the. I, I'm, I can't wait to see what you. Yeah, done we may have brand. to do. A, we may have to exciting. do a round two after the show. But yeah, um, we are. Um, I will tell you if it is. It is. Um, nothing short, but, you know, all hands on deck and, and a real kind of passion and commitment to um, show up in a way that really is um, powerful and meaningful. So if we fall short, it wasn't, it wasn't because we didn't have great ambitions for sure, but I'm, I'm super excited and, and confident that um, it's going to kind of exceed expectations. Incredible. Well, I can't, I can't wait to see what happens. And yes, we definitely will have to circle back up <laughs> and get a recap. So great chatting with you, Kimberly. Absolutely. Take care. Okay. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye.